You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hello and welcome to the Quarantine Edition. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and it's been an interesting week. It's crazy to think about um, that it's only been a week, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here in my, my living room. I was able to get my daughters to be quiet for a little bit, um, and it, today would have been the, the first day of actual uh, tournament games, and there's a good chance Arizona would have been playing today and life would have been normal, and it's crazy to think that it's only been a week, and um, it's pretty obvious what's, what the news cycle is about and, and what's going on in the world at this point, but um, it feels so much longer than a week, um, probably because you know, we don't have as many things to distract us from everything that's going on, um, that we, you know, we have to face a certain reality uh, without sports, um, and then beyond sports, just in general, a new reality where life is completely different. Um, you know, my, I mentioned my daughters, their school is canceled through the end of the month. I assume it'll go on longer than that. But I do think it kind of gives the kids something to, to look forward to because uh, my kids are 7 and 10. Uh, and they keep asking um, about school and when they're going to come back and when they can see their friends and um, the little one just complains. The older one, I think, is a little more in tune with what's going on and is pretty scared about things. So we kind of have a discussion every night about it. And um, we've chosen to, to be very honest or as honest as we can be without kind of freaking her out when uh, the seven-year-old just basically wants to know when she can go out again and go to Peter Piper Pizza <laughs> and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time uh, in life. But um, our goal at, at Wildcat Authority, as I've said, is it's difficult to operate as business as usual, um, but that's what we're going to do. Like, we're still going to call recruits. We're still going to analyze stuff. There's still sports news for now. And when there isn't, we're going to come up with creative content. And the reality of the situation is, you know, with, with spring football having been scheduled to end on April 4th, um, you know, that, that would have been the start of, of our off season anyway. And so it just pushes it back a few weeks and maybe there's less analysis we have from spring football. Um, but we're going to come up with ways to still analyze based on things that we've heard and talking to sources and stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, it, it may pivot, it may be a little bit earlier, but there is no intention of slowing down in terms of content and things like that. And hopefully in a few months, 
we'll be able to talk about certain things and 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 go as life as normal or you know maybe we won't i i don't know i'm i'm not a doctor <laughs> um but we're we're going to continue to bring you the best arizona news that we can and so with that being said i figured that this would be a good opportunity in in the past few days i've posted um some news for our members on the expected nba departures and overall to me it is a very interesting situation because the NBA is planning to be delayed until June on a best-case scenario, probably. Um, but the issue that we are that is unknown—I mean, everything's unknown—but the issue that is unknown really is the pre-draft process. Um, there's chances that uh, the draft process is cut down a ton. Um, I've heard rumors that there won't be any pre-draft workouts, that basically there will be a draft, but you're going to have to go off scouting. Um, the draft could be pushed back. Uh, the draft could be, uh, we don't know. But the draft process as we know it is obviously going to change. You're not going to have the NBA combine. I would assume you're not going to have the NBA combine. You're not going to have guys flying into facilities and working out. Um, you're, you're not, it's just, it's a different world right now. And so what I believe is going to happen is I believe you are going to see some guys that you normally would say, Oh, that, that guy's going to declare for the draft. You're going to see some guys choose to come back because it's so up in the air. And the reality is everything's up in the air. I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be college basketball next season. I don't know that for sure. We don't know where this thing is headed, but in an ideal world, there's a, a college basketball season. And, you know, that that is able to return to normal based on timing um, and things like that. The NBA, to me, is probably the the major sport that is most up in the air. Um, Yeah, there's hockey and such, but, you know, I'm talking basketball right now. Uh, We just don't know what that pre-draft process is going to look like. So you're going to see guys where you're like, oh, that guy's a first-round pick. Well, maybe that kid chooses and says, hey, I can't take the risk of falling. I can't take the risk of you know teams overlooking me or whatever it may be. I'm going to go back to college for one more year, and you know my stock will be just as high, if not higher. I'm confident in my ability where it won't be lower. I'm going to go play college for one more year, get some stability in the NBA, and go from there. Um, and then there's kids that are going to do the opposite and be like, look, I don't want to go back to college. I trust everything will work out. Um, you know, so be it. Um, I tweeted my opinion earlier in that I, I, from my opinion, um, which is I admit that there's NBA people that are more educated on the process than I am, but from my perspective, I don't see how you can declare for the NBA draft. Let's say you're a fringe first rounder and they decide to get rid of all pre-draft workouts. They decide to get rid of the combine. How are you moving up? A lot of times you move up because your vertical is really good or you show off in these three-on-threes or you have a, a really good workout. Well, if those don't exist, how are you moving up? Um, if anything, scouts are sitting at home now watching film and really picking apart the game more than they were before. And so you have a, a difficult decision to make now because you can really, without pre-draft workouts or ways to move up in the draft, you can really screw yourself up. Um, so your option is, do I take that chance or do I go back to college and I'm confident in my ability? Um, it's, it's not an easy decision. I get both sides, but from my perspective, um, I don't see how you can be comfortable declaring for the draft now, or if you do declare, um, 
you know, don't hire an agent and go through the process that way because, you know, again, we don't know where this whole thing is headed. Um, in terms of Arizona, I can say with confidence that the coaching staff is not expecting any of the three back. Um, do, does does the events, the recent events change things? Maybe. Um, but as of 48 hours ago, sources were telling me that none of them are expected back. Um, Nico was always expected to leave. Lottery pick, you go. Um, look, you, you may not be good enough to go. Okay, We can argue. Like I, I could say that, in my opinion, I don't think Nico is, is good enough to succeed in the NBA right away. Um, I think it'll take him a few years, but I do think the talent is there. But I'm also the opinion when, uh, if you're a lottery pick, you go. I mean, you just go. You have to because if an injury, a bad season, you're not a lottery pick, you leave millions of dollars at the table. And I get the argument that I'm sure will come up where, hey, it's about the second contract, not the first. I get it. But if you're a lottery pick, you get in the NBA and um, you kind of start your career. And so Nico Mannion, um, he's a lottery pick, I would assume. That's what I've heard on a consistent basis. If not, he's pretty close to it. You got to go if you're him. Um, do I think he's ready? No. I mean, I, I, he can get stronger. Uh, that's the biggest weakness right now is that he's not stronger. Um, I don't know if he's soft, as I've put it before, as much as he's just not strong enough to succeed consistently against a bigger, older type of player. And in the NBA, that's pretty much all he's going to come across. So you assume he's going to struggle early on. But again, you take the money, you assume that Mannion will be better with spacing, um, and, and you kind of... You kind of go from there. Um, Zeke uh, Najee is another one that is not expected to be back. Um, there's There's been word that he's looking at agents. I don't believe he has one yet, but it would be a major surprise um, if uh, he returned. And, and he's an interesting player as well. He is a five in the NBA. That is what he is. I know people will think that he is a four. Um, he is not. I've spoken to numerous people, draft experts, um, you know, scouts, that, and the belief is that he is an undersized five because in the NBA, the way that fours are now, it is very difficult for him to guard an NBA four. It would be much easier for him to guard um, an NBA five. Uh, the issue with him is he's, he's not super athletic. He's an under-the-rim type of player, but... Uh, his jumper is probably there and better than he showed in college. I think it'll be a more legitimate weapon with NBA spacing and kind of surrounding himself with better players. I think that pick and pop will be a a good weapon for him. Um, his motor is something that NBA teams are going to like, and, and he has a pretty good uh, post-up game. He's a guy where he can improve. You take a look at how he's done against length this season. He did not do well, uh, generally speaking, at all. Um, you know, it, it's hard to look at his performances against like his performance against UCLA and say he's not ready because UCLA threw three guys at him and that'll never happen in the NBA. But you take a look at like Oregon, for instance, and he really struggled with a Coro if you go back and watch that game. Um, and, and then you kind of say, well, look, there's better defenders in the NBA than a Coro, even though he's a good college defender. How is he going to do against those players? And, and so, yes, there's concerns. But I think if you look at Zeke, at least from my perspective, I do wonder with him how much better he would get in college. I do think he would get stronger, but his athleticism isn't going to change. Uh, his jump shooting maybe could change, but I think he's kind of solid in that area as well. So you kind of wonder if he's maxed out in terms of what you see in college um, and then you know how he can develop in the NBA. The one uh, player of the three that I – strongly believe should come back is uh is josh green 
I just I I don't really see the path for him leaving. And it, it it's it's twofold. Number one, he did play very well against Washington in the Pac-12 uh, tournament, no doubt about it. But he also had games where he completely disappeared. And I think in his mind, he takes a look um, at the USC game and he says, "Look, Arizona was awful without me in that USC game." That's my value. That's what I'm going to point to for NBA teams to say, look at my value to this Arizona team. When they didn't have me against USC, uh, they looked awful. They would have had me. They would have won. The team didn't look the same without me. I'm valuable. I do it all, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, The problem is that he also had a lot of games where he just flat out disappeared. And I think the one thing with Josh that became frustrating to most Arizona fans, um, and myself included, was that it never seemed like he wanted that big shot. You know, it it never seemed like he was that guy where you knew whether it was good or bad, you could go to Nico and he was going to probably take that shot. Um, You knew that, like, Jamal Baker had no problem, good or bad, mostly bad. But, you know, there are certain guys that on the roster you felt comfortable giving the ball to at the end of the game or near the end of the game. Josh Green never seemed to say, hey, I'm going to go get that ball. And the thing with Josh Green is I I think he is the best example of what I said about the pre-draft process. Being like, here's a guy where um, his stock was dropping as the season went on. That's not me. That's not my opinion. Um, What is my opinion? But um, that's me talking to people. That's me talking to a scout. I talked to a scout of a major Eastern Conference team, and Josh Green didn't even come up. He really didn't. Nico came up. uh, It was at the Washington game. Nico came up. um, Zeke came up. Isaiah Stewart, Jada McDaniels. We didn't even talk about Josh Green. And maybe it was an oversight. Um, I don't think it was. I don't think he's on certain teams' radar as being a a first-round type of pick. And so the thing with Josh Green is you say, okay, maybe he's not a first-round pick, but he's going to go to these combines and these workouts, and he's going to shine. They're going to see his his vertical, you know, his ability to jump. They're going to see his lateral speed. They're going to see that he's a good defender, super athletic, measures out pretty well, and his stock is going to rise. Well, what now? What happens if that process is taken away? Well, now he doesn't have that ability for his stock to go up. Um, he is gone. Like it, 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 The assumption is that he is, he's been gone for a while. Um, I'm not even sure Arizona is trying to change his mind. I do believe that they have told him, hey, look, um, it could be a rough path for you if you come back. This is what we're going to lay out. This is the guy. I mean, you, you can make a legit argument where if he comes back to Arizona next season, he's the man. Like Everything he wasn't able to prove as a freshman – he could be able to prove as a sophomore um, just because uh, of, of his ability. Um, you know, you, you take a look at that roster, James Akinjo, Jordan Brown, um, Josh Green. All of a sudden, Josh Green is up there as being maybe the number one option, if not uh, number two. And, and so he, best defender, things like that, could raise his stock. Now he doesn't have the ability to go in front of NBA teams in the next few months and improve and, and, and show them what they've got. Again, maybe that changes. We don't know the pre-draft process. But if you're a kid where a lot of your success is going to depend on how you do in front of teams and those workouts uh, and a lot of your ability to get drafted in a good position depends on that, how do you ignore the process? How do you take the chance that there won't be that type of process and you're kind of putting yourself in a bad position? I don't think Josh Green is a bad player. I think he definitely has potential. The problem is that right now there's not a lot that sets him apart from other um, NBA type of shooting guards. His shooting ability is inconsistent. He's a good defender. I think he'll defend well at the NBA level. Um, I think he's a solid passer. 
But other than that, like, what does he do? His scoring ability isn't there. He's not great. He's good in transition, I suppose. Um, but is he that much better than other guys that we see in the NBA at the two? Probably not. And, and so I say all this knowing that all three are probably going to go. Um, I would be very surprised if any of them come back. And, and we're not going to take a look at next year's roster yet because, frankly, I need stuff to talk about in these podcasts. And <laughs> that could be a, another podcast completely. But um, I think you take a look and – you know, I, I was asked an interesting question on the radio from, from Michael Luke and company um, the other day, and it's what what will these guys be remembered for? And, you know, it, it, I don't think they'll be remembered. And, and I know that that really sucks to say, but with the way the season ended with the virus and all that, um, I think people, generally speaking, will move past not just Arizona, but players on their teams because there's no memories there. Memories are made in the postseason. And so when we're talking about this team, I don't think there's going to be a lot of conversation. Like Nico Mannion, Zeke, Josh Green, they didn't have historic type of seasons. They didn't win the Pac-12. And, and, and the three of them as a whole, there were moments. I mean, Zeke, great season, Pac-12 freshman of the year, one of the better players in the country, in my opinion. But at the end of the day, we you know, there's there's no tournament. And that's what memories and that's what, you know, these things are based on when we're looking back. Like, we look back on past Arizona teams, and we look back at T.J. McConnell. A lot of what T.J. McConnell's success was because Arizona did well in the tournament. That team was very good. I mean, we still talk about Brandon Ashley and guys like that because not because of their success in the NBA, but because of their success in winning the Pac-12 and, and winning the postseason and uh, doing well there. But that this team doesn't have it. And so... You know, it, it, going back to the NBA thing, I don't know what these guys' legacies will be in college or the NBA. And if I'm them, uh, I'm scared a little bit because while I'm confident in my ability, I don't know what's happening to the NBA. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to the pre-draft process. And I think for for at least Josh Green and probably the two others as well, it, it's an important thing to look at. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how the NBA handles it. Maybe we'll have a clearer picture in the next few weeks, but it doesn't feel that way. I mean, the NBA just closed workout facilities, and so now everyone has to stay home. They're telling all employees everywhere in the NBA um, to stay home. And so it, I don't even know if they're thinking about the, the pre-draft process. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, we do know that Arizona will look much, much different uh, next season. And again, we'll get to that. But um, just wanted to say to everybody, stay safe out there. I really do appreciate you for joining. Hopefully I can give you 20 minutes of escape, you know, from, from everything that's going on in the world. Um, and it's, uh, it's definitely, I keep telling my kids, I said, look, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I think I'm, th- yeah, I'm 36. <laughs> you start to lose your mind when you, when you're inside all day, but, uh, I'm 36 years old. Um, I've never seen anything like this. You're going to tell your kids years from now, uh, hopefully years and years from now, um, <laughs> that, uh, you live through something like this, um, and we'll get through it together. It's not fun. It's going to be tough. It's probably only going to get worse. But the good thing is that we can still sit here for 20 minutes a day and uh, and talk sports. A um, couple things uh, I want to do differently. If you have any topics for a podcast that you want to hear me discuss, please email me at Jason Shear S C H E E R at gmail dot com. Uh, recruiting stories, anything like that. Um, you know, updates on guys, recruits, things, you know, whatever. Um, I'll be happy to talk about it. Happy to take uh, any advice on what this podcast, um, you know, we, we'll discuss whatever. You know, <laughs> we're open to suggestions. So uh, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining me and uh, bear down. 
the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!